Good morning. Uh, just a couple announcements before we begin our worship. Uh, first, uh, there'll be some updated photos for the Narthex Bulletin Board that will be taken for anyone who needs them in between the services uh, this Sunday and also next Sunday. Uh, also, the adult confirmation class will not be meeting this Thursday. Uh, I'll be out of town for that evening, but we will resume uh, the following week. The Old Testament reading for this, the 17th Sunday after Pentecost, is from the 55th chapter of Isaiah. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, that he may have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the first chapter of Philippians. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. For I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I'm hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you, that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 20th chapter. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. 
And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them he said, you go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went. Going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you've made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first and the first last. This is the gospel of the Lord. Today, Jesus told a story about a business owner who needed to hire some workers. So this business owner hires one man at basically nine in the morning. And the business owner asks this man to work from nine to five, an eight-hour day. And the owner promises to pay this man a good, fair wage for his eight hours of work. And this man is happy, and he gets to work. Well, this business owner also has a lot of other work that needs to get done. So he hires another man. But this other man is not hired at 9 a.m. No, this other man is basically hired around 4 p.m. And this man is only going to work from roughly 4 to 5 p.m. So just about one hour. That's it. Well, when it's quitting time and five o'clock hits, they both go to the business owner to get paid for their work that day. The one who was hired at 4 p.m., who only worked one hour, who barely got his hands dirty, well, when he is paid, he discovers he was paid a full day's wage, as if he had worked all eight hours. And it was not a mistake HR made. It was a gift from his boss. And that's not a bad deal at all, and he goes away very happy. Well, when the other man who had been working from nine to five came to get paid, he thought, This is great. If this man who only worked one hour was paid for eight hours of work, I can't wait to see what I get paid because I actually did get paid for eight hours. I worked that long. But the smile on this man's face faded pretty fast. When he was paid, he was indeed paid for a full day's work, eight hours. 
And that was it. He wasn't shortchanged at all. He was paid the right amount for a full day's work, which is fair. He agreed to work for eight hours, and he was being paid fully for eight hours of work. He wasn't shortchanged at all. But he was being paid the same as the other guy who only worked for one hour. They both got paid the same. And the man who worked for eight hours was fuming, even though he was paid the right amount. But in his mind, he worked all day long, worked in the hot sun. He was filthy, dirty. And now this loafer who only worked for an hour is being paid the same amount as him. And he cried out to the business owner, this is not fair. Over the years, I've had the privilege of serving so many different types of Christians. In my parishes, I've had Lutherans who were known as cradle-to-grave Lutherans. You know, the type that put in a full day's work. They start their lives in the church at 9 a.m. when they're infants. Because Christ, their master, calls them to faith when they're baptized as babies. And they get to work, being raised in the church. They work in the fields of God's word and Sunday school, learning. They worship in church every week. They come to confirmation class and have hard discussions and help them grow up into adult Christians. During their teenage years, they sweat in this world, tasting for the first time how horrible their own sinful natures can be. And they fight against temptations. They struggle. They fail. Christ picks them back up and they keep going. These Christians may get married may have children, and now they're the ones raising little people in the faith. There are good days, there are bad days. But through it all, they tough it out. And as the years go by, these cradle-to-grave Lutherans are facing that last part. Their bodies slow down a bit. Illnesses become harder to bounce back from. But they know five o'clock, is coming. Soon it will be the end of the workday for them, and they will receive the prize they labored for in faith in this life, eternal life. I've served a lot of Lutherans over the years. I've served a lot of cradle-to-grave Lutherans, but sometimes a few of those years get bypassed. I served a man once in Kansas who didn't grow up in the church, No Sunday school, no confirmation, no worship, no nurturing of their kids in the faith, none of those struggles. But for God, our master, it's never too late to call people into his work. And this man I knew was baptized when he was in his late 70s. And then just a few years later, He was given a heavenly prize he labored for in faith in this life, eternal life. This man was basically hired at 4 p.m. and clocked out at 5 p.m. Now, is that fair? 
That man only lived in the faith a few years, and then he was given eternal life by God, our master. Other Christians fought tooth and nail for maybe 80 years to remain faithful to Christ, and it wasn't easy, not at all. Is that fair? No, it's not. Of course it's not fair. And that's the whole point. Salvation is not fair. And we should give thanks to God every single day that God is not fair. We should give thanks to God that God does not give us what we deserve. God is not fair. He does not give us what we have earned. And we should give thanks for that every day. If God was fair, if God gave each of us what we worked for by our own efforts, what do you think each of us would get? But God is not fair. And if you want to see that God is not fair, just look at Jesus. Look at the cross in our sanctuary for a moment. On the cross, did Jesus deserve to be crucified? Of course not. He did nothing wrong. Was it fair that Jesus is the one crucified on the cross? Absolutely not. On the cross, did Jesus commit a crime to be killed over? No. On the cross, was Jesus suffering for anything that he did? Absolutely not. He did nothing deserving of death. Was the crucifixion fair to Jesus? No, it wasn't. And that's the whole point. On that cross, who should have been killed for their sins? Jesus or us? We should be the ones up on that cross, not Jesus. And that is not fair. And thank God every day that God does not treat you fairly. God does not give you what you deserve. Instead, God deals with you graciously. On the cross, who should be suffering in pain and sweat and bleeding because of the sins they've committed? Jesus or us? It should be us. But it's not us. Not any of us. It's Jesus. And that isn't fair. And I thank God every single day that he does not treat me fairly with what I deserve. And I think you can also thank God every single day that he does not treat you fairly and give you what you deserve. Instead, God treats you mercifully, not fairly. God treats you with compassion, not fairness. God treats you with kindness, not fairness. God treats you with so much love, giving you something you could never have worked for. He does not treat you fairly. 
In our gospel reading, a business owner hired two types of workers. One was hired and worked from nine to five a full day. The other man only worked from basically four to five, one hour. Both received the same wage at the end. And the master said to the man who worked eight hours and was upset, I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Eternal life belongs to God. And I, for one, am so thankful he chooses to do what he wants with all that belongs to him. And what God does, what he wants, is to give salvation to you as a gift. It is not a fair gift. Not in the sense that we earned it or worked for it. No, salvation is the most unfair gift you will ever be given in life. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can be so overwhelmed with how unfair God is, but in the right way. God gives me something I don't deserve. It's the most wonderful type of unfairness we will ever see in life. Isn't it funny that we can rejoice when something in life is not fair? And you can rejoice and you should rejoice because our master, God, does not treat any of us fairly. Instead, he chooses to treat you with compassion. He chooses to treat you with love. He chooses to treat you with forgiveness. He chooses to give you life. We've deserved none of this. It's all a gift. A very unfair, wonderful, excellent gift. All thanks to Christ. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.